Tanning beds, very, very popular. A lot of your patients may be going to one and enjoying themselves. What do you tell your patients? Well, we're going to talk about that today. You're listening to ReachMD, and this is Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and joining me today is Christy Chang. She is president and CEO of Ventura Tan, Healthy Tan, and Alternatans, and she's a nurse. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Just fine. So, Christy, tell us a little bit about how you got into this whole business with healthy tanning. Well, you know, it's crazy. I was just like everybody else, loved going to the tanning beds, not all the time, but right before I went on vacation, you know, and I'd do it in the spring to get ready for the summer because didn't we all believe that if we got a base tan, we wouldn't burn and it was better for us? Absolutely. Okay. Well, guess what? So far from the truth. I ended up developing skin cancer at the age of 30. I realize now I see 16-year-olds in our salons with skin cancer, big chunks of their body missing, 16 because this is becoming an epidemic. Well, it's a good point that you just brought up because one of the main things about talking about this subject today is that the most recent study out of San Francisco is saying that under age 25, the chance of developing non-melanoma skin cancer has just catapulted. So talk to me about that. Well, if you look on the American Cancer Society, they actually released this information probably two years ago. Every year it goes up. We are up to if a person uses the tanning bed just once a month. When I say bed, I mean booth too, so there's no difference between a bed or a booth, just a UV light. Once a month, they increase the risk of skin cancer by 73%. And we've got these teenagers who are going into these tanning beds two, three, sometimes four times a week. I even know of a few, it becomes an addiction. Um, It's almost like it makes them feel better. I don't, you know, they become addicted to it. Look at the Jersey Shore kids, love them to death. They are addicted to tanning. So talk to me about changing the concept, changing the whole uh, paradigm to now going to getting what you're doing. Explain to me a little bit about that. What we need to do is we need to get these kids out of the bed. Now, I am the perfect example of somebody vain. (laughs) I really am. I'm at that point in my life in the summer. I don't want to be pale and white. I want to put on my cute little shorts, my little skirt. I want my legs to look nice. So we're we're all kind of vain in our own way. So we have to give them a better alternative. Sure. And by doing that, we can airbrush them. We can actually airbrush the solution onto the skin. It stimulates the pigment to tan, and it's safe and healthy. And most of the time, it's all natural as long as you're using a good product. This has been around since 1972. We've not had one complaint by the FDA, not one complaint by the Better Business Bureau. We haven't even had an actual reaction posted with any of the boards of dermatology or anything. Christy, when, when you're seeing the volume of patients that are coming into the spray tan booths, do you have most of these patients talking to you about what they used to do? Well, you know, it's funny. We've been open, our salons have been open for over 10 years. So we were open before people even knew what we were. I see. Struggling. We we struggled. But again, I have cancer and developed it from bed, so it's personal to me. So I believed in it. You know, I've been fighting for it all the way. So because we've been open so long, when we first opened, we saw patients like me. 
patients who had cancer or medical reasons they couldn't go in the beds or medical reasons they couldn't go in the sun. What I love is today we see everyone. I've tanned a four-year-old in Tierra for Toss all the way up to an 86-year-old grandma going to her granddaughter's wedding on a cruise ship. Oh, that's fantastic. That really is because it makes people really feel better about themselves when they know that they can, you know, get that same kind of tan but in a healthy way. Now, Christy, do you recommend that people get this before they would go away on vacation? Sure, um, because it's going to work. It makes you feel good. You know, you have it works just like almost a natural tan. You're still going to have beautiful color. You're going to look great. What's really cool about this tan is you can come in tonight, wake up tomorrow morning, and look like you spent a week on vacation. The important thing, I think, that we were trying to convey to a lot of the listeners is that, you know, as a nurse yourself, I think it's very important that people are understanding that, you know, even though you want to look good and you want to do things that are going to improve your overall appearance, you don't want to do anything that's going to be dangerous or detracting from that. And I think the uh, the concept of the spray tan has really become uh, a very interesting thing. I know even in my practice, uh, we've been using it a lot in patients after surgery that want to go away. And really, you know, we don't want them anywhere near being in the sun. So I think something like the spray tan is really uh, catching on all over. You're right. And, you know, I want to put a thought into everyone's head. We all know the tanning mom from North Jersey, right? We, uh, we saw those pictures. Okay. Seriously now, like I said, I'm vain and I'm approaching middle age. I look at her and I look at me and there's an obvious 10-year difference. You need to tell all your patients, when you really think about tanning in UV or out in the sun, take a look at her and make sure that you don't mind looking like that when you're 42, because that's how old that woman is. If you're just tuning in, this is Dr. Stephen Davis on Clinician's Roundtable, and my guest today is Christy Chang. She's president and CEO of Ventura Tans, and uh, she's a nurse, and she's seen a lot of problems associated with people that really want to be in the light of sun and going to tanning beds, etc. Christy, um, another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is patients that have already had skin cancers, is there any risk for them having uh, a spray tan in any way? Absolutely not. Um, As a matter of fact, it's recommended by 99% of the doctors and physicians out there. Can you talk to me a little bit about the melanocytes and what the actual spray is doing to intensify the melanocytes in the person's system? Well, what it does, basically, it's airbrushed onto the skin. I'd rather use, um, if you don't mind, put it in layman's terms. Sure. I want want people to understand. It's airbrushed onto the skin. It's an all-natural solution. It's made of plants. So if you trace it back to its natural origin, it comes from the rainforest. Right. It's an actual plant that's liquefied and then crystallized. By crystallized, they take the water out. It's shipped here and then reliquified and made into a solution. That solution, when airbrushed onto the skin, is absorbed into the pore and stimulates the pigment to tan. That's nice. easy enough for everybody to understand. Right. It only penetrates two layers of the epidermis, so it's not an internal product, which is a lot of the reasons why children and even some pregnant women can use the product because it never penetrates the actual dermis. Well, one of the things that we've been talking about um, in terms of patient care is that the indoor tanning industry 
has seen a 67% rise in squamous cell cancers and 29% higher incidence of basal cell cancers. Now, even though we know that that's something that can happen hereditarily, we're starting to see this in people way under the ages that you would normally see, let's say, a squamous cell cancer or a basal cell cancer on the skin. So, Christy, from, from the standpoint of uh, someone who's really seeing a lot of these patients and people almost on you know, uh, a daily and a weekly process, do you think that when TV shows and other things are talking about the tanning beds, how do we get it out into the media that the spray tan is a wonderful, safe way of going about doing this? You know, I'm so glad you asked me that. I work with a lot of celebrities. And back when we first started working with them, it was a big secret because, you know, they just didn't share it. Right. I'm finding that today, a lot of the girls I work with yeah. and a lot of the celebrities are saying out loud, you know what, we don't sit in the sun. You're not going to see us on the beach outside sitting in the sun. Our face is our asset. We have to protect it. Our bodies are asset. So now they're starting to say, you know what, I get airbrush tanned. Remember when J-Lo won The Most Beautiful Woman? Yes. In People magazine? Right in the magazine, she said, I get airbrush tanned. I do not go in the sun. Oh, that's wonderful. Right. That's really and some great. of the other celebrities that I work with are now starting to say, look, this is what we do. You know, get out of the sun. On top of that, I applaud the 27 states who have now imposed tanning laws for minors under 16. Yeah, that's a really, really big deal. There was so much in the media about that. Applaud to them because... If you don't, it's it's just like cigarettes. We have to kind of control them. They're not old enough to make a good decision until they're at right. least 16. I really think we should bump it up to 18 personally, but they're saying it's 16. So I can live with that. We're at least on the right direction. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is you've specially designed certain booths so that the spray itself goes in a certain direction, and doesn't really cause any problems with an inhalation type of an agent. Can you explain that a little bit for me? Sure. Well, because of my medical background and having the salon, I kind of, I've been in the industry for 12 years. I kind of think we're a leader, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm boosting myself, but I've foreseen a lot of problems that I knew were coming. So we started working on them because we knew, we knew this was going to be a problem. Now, I just want to square something away. This airbrush tanning solution is not the problem. I re we all remember the Good Morning America piece. Well, that's where I was going with my discussion with you, yes. I agree with them. They went undercover, and a lot of what they saw was not good, and it wasn't good practices. But the bottom line is the solution is not the problem. Breathing the solution in is the problem. Remember I right. kept talking to you about it not being ingested into the body? It's a yes. product that's not made to be ingested. So when someone's airbrush tanning you, if there's a puff all around you and there's stuff floating in the air all around you, that's not good because you're breathing that in. Now, not so much the client because their exposure is maybe five minutes. As the actual person who's tanning it, I'd be more concerned about the actual tanner. So what we did is old, about a year and a half ago, we, did, we knew this was coming. We started working on a booth. It's an actual tanning room that is shipped and put together on site, but it has downdraft system. It pulls everything away from the customer, takes it, runs it through a whole 
purifying system. Wow. Caught, captured, and then clean air is released back into the room. You see, now that makes a lot of sense because I think that kind of caps all the issues and problems that people thought about when it came to the spray tan. That's terrific. Spray tan is a great product. It's a wonderful product. And as long as we keep growing and stay on top of things, I really believe it'll be the future of tanning. It's going to, it makes sense. It just makes sense. Christy, how often does someone need to have it done before it would, let's say, wear off and so they can stay on that same look? Okay, well, you shed about two layers of skin a week, every seven to 10 days, and that's what it penetrates. So with that in mind, and with the thought that you take care of it, by taking care of it, I mean, you just kind of keep your skin moisturized. It should last you a good seven days. Now, there's another advantage. I don't know if you've done tanning beds, but you know you need to go two to three times a week to build your tan and then at least twice a week to maintain it once you get to the color you want to be. Now, that's in a tanning bed. That's in a tanning bed. If you right. get airbrush tan, you're going to be in and out in 20 minutes once a week. See, I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, I think that's really an interesting thing to promote as well. You know, we did a show, uh, one of the tanning shows, and we had a bunch of clients come out, and the night they, we brought out some cheerleaders, all normal-looking girls, sent them back, and they left. And everybody was like, okay, great, we just took our picture with cheerleaders. But the next morning, I brought them all out again, and they were all tanned, all different colors, <laughs> all different looks. Right. And everyone was blown away because just the night before, They'd seen them, and then they're seeing them the next day looking like they've been on vacation for a week. See, that's one of the great things about what you do, and one of the great things about what I do, too, is about trying to make people feel better about themselves in a really healthy way. Christy, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. My guest today has been Christy Chang, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com, featuring podcasts and other series. Thank you once again, and thanks to my guest again, Christy Chang.